Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity may contain explicit and questionable content. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual podcaster and are not based on the advice of a licensed psychologist, therapist, or a psychiatrist. Listener discretion is strongly recommended. People's lives follow many different paths, with twists and turns and choices never planned nor expected. In life, temptation, anger, depression, and loneliness can lead a good person to a mistake that they just can't take back. When they are facing judgment and isolation, a person can feel very alone. In this podcast, you will hear stories of women who have chosen to cheat on their spouses or partners. Hear their stories. This is Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity. Welcome to Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity. This is Rebecca. How are you doing today? So glad all of you are here. I've had a real interesting couple of days. I've had some amazing emails from people that have come through just out of the blue thanking me for this podcast, giving these women an opportunity to listen to know they are not alone and that there are other women out there facing the same situations as far as knowing what they're doing is is wrong, breaking up with the affair partner, but still missing that affair partner and having to go through that and you have to do it silently. Whether or not your spouse has found out you have no place to really turn. And so knowing that a person can turn to something as simple as this to really make a difference in their life, to help them through it, makes me feel good to know that I'm helping. And all of you who are listening, and those of you who have submitted your stories, you are helping. We're all helping each other. And thank you. I appreciate that. Today, we're going to start a new story about Chrissy, and it'll just be a, a single episode. Can't even talk. Blah. But before I get started on that, I wanted to tell you I am looking for some stories here, and I've talked about it before. I'm looking for stories like one night stand disasters. What does that mean? Well, I guess it could mean that. You were heading to somebody's place for sex or whatever. You get there and there's something not quite right. Um, And the person maybe isn't what they say they are as far as, you know, somebody's bragged about themselves and then they take you home to their uh, parents' basement or, or whatever. I have been getting some real fun little stories. I've only received a few, but I'm asking you if you experienced it or if you know one from a friend, shoot me an email. I want to hear all about it and it will be on a future Ponder episode. Also another one that should be coming up soon, but again, is this is really gross, but you know, why the hell not? Have you ever decided to go down on your new boyfriend or girlfriend and realized that perhaps they weren't taught the art of 
proper hygiene? What did you do? <laughs> what happened? And again, I have a couple of small ones on those as well, as far as what has happened. And, uh, you know, this podcast is so serious and hard that when I do Let's Ponder episodes, once in a while, like, you know, what I did a while back with funny one-liners and things like that, we need a good laugh. We need to kind of hear what happens outside our own little world. So if you're listening, and you again, have experienced crazy one night stands or somebody with bad personal hygiene, or you have a friend that's told you about it, send it in. Want to hear it? Rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com. Or if you follow me on Facebook, or Instagram, you can also send it there. So Let's move on to why you are all here. And let's listen to Chrissy's story. The Tangled Web We Weave Hello. My first thought and sentiment is to say thank you, thank you, thank you, as a woman who has cheated on my significant other, father of our three kids, never married. I felt guilt and shame for many years after I was caught. It's refreshing to know that I am not alone. It feels like you're in a world no one could possibly understand. So much confusion and torment over decisions that are just impossible to make in a time of so much emotional turmoil and vulnerability. I grew up in a home with an alcoholic mother, alcoholic and drug addicted father. There was domestic violence between my parents due to my mother's alcoholism. It wasn't always bad. There were some good times, but the abuse overshadowed the good. Fast forward to my teenage years, and I was very rebellious. Did a lot of things I regret, but learned from. I had some boyfriends, but I never had sex. Maybe some heavy petting, but no sex. Then I met my kids' dad. I was drawn to him and everything happened so fast. I guess I'd never had a boy that was persistent about having sex and along came this guy. I'll call him Satan. Just kidding. It's Lucifer. And I believed everything he said to convince me that we should be intimate. Shortly after, the emotional abuse started. There was intimidation, threats, and eventually physical abuse. I was 17 when I got pregnant with our first child and my immediate reaction was, I'm keeping the baby. I was young but felt love for the very first time, true love. His reaction, of course, wasn't the same. He threatened to beat me until I miscarried. And he said I wasn't worthy of being in a relationship and loved because of my family history. I knew we were both not ready, but I'd already lived a hard life and felt I could do anything. Without wasting too much of your time, I'll fast forward to years of abuse and two more kids later. I'm a 46-year-old woman 
My kids are 28, 26, and 19 years old. I was 16 years into my relationship with my kid's dad when I'd had enough of the abuse and loneliness. I didn't know one could feel so alone even though you have a significant other. I'd gotten so far off my path that I'd beg for a miracle of some sort, a prayer that he'd leave me, cheat on me. I just wanted out, but didn't know how to leave. I was scared. I had no plan and didn't think I could escape him safely. He was also an alcoholic and used drugs frequently, binge drinking on the weekends, and I was his caretaker during and after his binges. My affair began with a simple hello from a coworker I'd found attractive. I felt guilty for being attracted to him, but I was changing. In a sense, I felt as if I was a totally different person. I was about 30 and was reevaluating my life. I felt as if I was going through a midlife crisis. The hello turned into a, how are you? Friendship, coffee, and lunch at work. The bonding began. Next thing I'm fixing my appearance, I'm wearing makeup, I'm just happy. For once, I'm happy. I feel beautiful and craved the attention I was receiving. I'll call him Ernest because, after all, he never lied. Well, at least technically he didn't lie because I never asked the right questions. Our affair lasted a few years until I was caught and all hell broke loose. Sparing the details because I know this email is already too long, my ex did everything and anything to try and destroy me and my reputation. He told my parents, siblings, and friends. Called my employer in an attempt to get me fired. Filed for child custody and child support, which he won. Bottom line is, I'd hit rock bottom. I was left with no money, no home, no self-respect, and so much shame. My older kids didn't speak to me for a few years and refused to visit. My youngest was very resilient and assimilated fairly easily. The guy I had an affair with ended up taking the higher road, as he said, and stayed in the current relationship he was in and got married and had a child with her. What he hadn't told me was the whole time that we were together, he was beginning a relationship with the woman who would later become his wife. This is where the lying didn't occur because it's an omission. Lying by omission didn't count, I guess, because I didn't ask. I never asked if he was with anyone or dating anyone. I was naive, trapped in that blissful 16-year-old illusion of love. I picked myself up, moved on as best as I could, and was successful in my career. I had a lot of growing up to do and still continued on this path of destruction. I went out a lot. I had a lot of time on my hands since I only had custody of my kids 
every other weekend. Had multiple sex partners, not at the same time, but I just didn't know how to be. I was easily swayed. I loved the attention, but lacked self-control and respect. I'd given up, thought I'd had enough, and then I found myself back into a situation where I was single, still, but the guy I was sleeping with wasn't. It was the cliché, we're just roommates, and I allowed it to be my excuse to feel good about what I was doing. Eventually, I got tired of being last, and I ended that relationship and didn't date or have sex for over two years. I thought I was doing good, dodging toxic relationships that would lead to the same behavior. It seems as if everyone was separated, but still living in the same home. Kids, house, dog, and all. I dodged these types of guys. I felt invincible being able to say no. I met a wonderful guy, a guy I felt out of my league. He was divorced for two years. He was a work acquaintance. I was in awe of him and finally thought I was on the right path when he decided to get back with his ex-wife because their teenage daughter was acting out. I was heartbroken, but I understood. I vowed to take my time, reevaluate where I was. Met another guy, didn't work out. He was just starting out not fully divorced, but not living in the same home. He wasn't ready, is what I thought, and I ended that relationship. Now, I'm thriving at my new job assignment and I reacquaint myself with an old friend within the job. In my line of work, you bump into people throughout your career, make friends, have great work relationships and literally have to rely on each other with life and death situations at times. I'd say that my friend, who I'd bumped into throughout my career, I felt I knew for a long time. In fact, he saw me when I was pregnant back when I was 19 years old. We'd say hello to each other in the hallways and cafeteria, and we may have exchanged a few how-are-yous. But every time I saw him, for some reason, I gave him a hug like I'd not seen a dear friend in a long time. Now, we are working at the same unit, and he slowly begins a friendship with me. In later talks, we both realized that we actually never really talked. We'd only exchanged hellos. I was baffled because I felt we knew each other better. Now I find myself in a relationship with him, madly in love with this man who is unattainable. He has two sons, 28 and 20 years old, and is still living with his kids' mom. Not married, but they all live together as a family. It's a vicious cycle. I've ended our relationship many times, but find myself engulfed in him soon after. I feel trapped because I know it's wrong and naive of me to think that this will all work out. He tells me he loves me and only sees a future with me. 
I know, I know, ultimately, I have to be brave enough to lose who I know is the love of my life. I just wanted to thank you for being brave and having an outlet for people who've experienced this. We are all human, and those who cast the first stone, please not be so quick to judge. My judgment will come one day, and only God can do that. My faith is strong, and I pray for peace and decisiveness. You are a godsend, and I appreciate your candidness. Respectfully, Chrissy So one thing I did when I was done recording was message Chrissy and just let her know that I was beginning the editing phase of her story. And I told her I felt she had been through so much in her life and that she must be a very strong woman. As you can tell from the story, it seems like she never really was given a fair chance as a child. And though I'm not a psychologist and all of that, just hearing about her childhood, I feel could have led her to, and actually Chrissy, I'm talking to you here, but to me it feels as though you really didn't get a good example growing up of how people are supposed to treat each other. And I've heard it be said that people who are in a very volatile relationship tend to not know what to do when they get in a relationship with somebody who treats them well. And I think I've shared it on the show before. It was, I think, last summer, something to that effect, um, where the person almost craves and looks for a person who will treat them the way that they're used to, even though they don't like it. It's what's safe and familiar, if that makes sense. And seeing your parents and then being in an abusive relationship with this guy, the father of your children, at being such a young age, I mean, you're pregnant. What are you going to do, right? Go back to your parents? Nope. You stayed with them. You tried doing the right thing. And he had you there. He had full control because he knew you weren't going to go anywhere. And even after years and years of him being this way toward you and you finally having the strength to know that you were worthy, just as you truly are, more worthy than anybody treating you like this, he still got the upper hand by spreading all your private details to anybody and everybody who would listen. I understand. My ex-husband did that to me as well. And then taking the kids. And you paying child support for that. Again, I fully can understand that happened to me as well. But don't ever think you are not worth the best in the world. Because you are. 
As far as getting involved with these other men that are not available, I'm not sure if it just happens to be that they're in the right place at the wrong time or the wrong place at the right time because you deserve a person especially you know fast forwarding to the guy who has grown children who are 20 and 28 and he's living as a family not married but wants to be with you long term but isn't leaving his relationship So is he just stringing you along? I know you feel true love for him, and I'm sure you have love for him. But you deserve better than that. Because if he truly, truly cares about you and sees a life with you, why isn't he doing anything about it? They're not babies in that house. They're adults. My own children are 20 and 28. And it's time for you to be able to do what's best for you and what makes you happy. And finding the man that deserves you and for the respect and love you deserve. We only have one chance in life and we need to find and do the best we can and find that happiness. Because you want to be able to look back and know you did the best that you could and you fought for yourself. You deserve nothing but the best. And I hope you will keep in touch. Please send me an email if you get a chance to update where things are now for you. I I know I received this from you back in January, so it's been a few months, and I just want to make sure you're doing okay and where things are, so please keep in touch. And again, thank you for sending this in. You are in my thoughts, you are in my prayers, and I love the fact that you know only God will judge you. And that you have your faith and you're praying for that peace. And I pray as well that it comes for you. On Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity, I share stories of women who have been unfaithful to their spouse or partner. I give them a safe space to be able to explain what happened and why they chose the direction of infidelity. I also feel it is just as important to understand what the betrayed husband or partner faced when they uncovered the truth. My plan was to bluff. I was going to tell her that the jig was up and that I had hired a private detective and had 100% proof that she was having an affair, even though I really didn't have proof, but I was at my end. So we got there. I sprung it on her and at that point she finally caved and admitted it. I could feel my face turning beet red. I was shocked, but not really. I took a moment before I asked her if she had been having sex with him. She said, yes. I flipped out. 
I was horrified. I was grossed out because we were having sex up until the day she tricked me into leaving the house. The counselor was freaking out because I lost my mind. Karen left, but the counselor said I couldn't leave in my current state of mind. So she called my dad to come get me. I said fuck that and pushed past the counselor and out the door I went. To hear bonus stories of the men's discovery of female infidelity in their relationship and have early access to regular episodes ad-free, subscribe to my Patreon by visiting my website, rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com. Subscription pledges start as low as $3 a month. Thank you for listening to Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity. Your support of the podcast is truly appreciated. Be sure to visit my website at rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com. There, you will find story guides to help form your story, where you can subscribe to Patreon, and an opportunity to vote for the podcast to be in the Hot 50 Countdown for Podcast Magazine. To submit your story, share feedback about the show, or if you have a Let's Ponder suggestion, please email it to rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com or mail to Rebecca Adams, P.O. Box 821064, Vancouver, Washington, 98682. Each story is taken into careful consideration, read without judgment, and always anonymous. Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity is written, produced, and edited by me, Rebecca Adams. If you enjoy this podcast, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Be kind to one another, be kind to yourself, and always remember, no judgment. Goodbye. Goodbye.